The light and peace of Jesus Christ be with you and also with you. We've come together in the name of Christ to offer our praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world and to seek the forgiveness of our sins, that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may give ourselves to the service of God. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his Spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. The day is almost over and the evening has come. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As our evening prayer rises before you, O God, so may your Spirit come down upon us to set us free to sing your praise forever and ever. Amen. The reading is from the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. The man with an unclean spirit. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, throwing him into convulsions and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Today's reading is all about a very one-sided confrontation between good and evil. But it does beg the question that if God is good and all-powerful, how can he let evil exist in the first place? But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Jesus and his followers are in Capernaum, and on the Sabbath they attend the synagogue, where he is invited to speak. The people are astounded as this carpenter from Nazareth teaches from the scriptures so clearly and with so much power and authority. They'd never heard anything like this before. Satan clearly is not pleased. A man enters the synagogue who is possessed by an evil spirit, and he cries out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. The unclean spirit knows that it has met its match in the Lord Jesus. The Lord's complete authority is emphasised in what happens next. He issues a short, firm command, be silent and come out of him. 
The unclean spirit obeys at once. He shakes the poor victim violently and with a shriek comes out of him. The people are amazed at what they had just witnessed. Here is someone who not only speaks with great authority, but who acts with great authority also. The message from this reading then is that Jesus is in charge and that he has complete authority over evil in its many guises. But there's that nagging question that I alluded to a few moments ago. It's a question that takes many forms and one that longs for a satisfactory answer. Why is there so much evil and suffering in this world? If God, if Christ has so much authority, so much power, why does evil even exist? I'm going to give a short beginning of an answer, no more than that. And I'd be happy to talk to anyone about it if it's something that you would like to discuss further. I know that it often comes up in class, and I think I learn more from pupils' stories, thoughts and questions than ever I could teach. Here's a short story of my own. Some time ago, I visited a man in hospital who was in a lot of pain. Although he could talk and even walk around a bit, it was not possible for him to describe or articulate the level of physical and mental suffering he was going through. Though I could see through simple observation that the depth of his pain was extraordinary. I struggled with what to say and the conversation was difficult. I was thumbing through my Bible looking for something to read to him when I noticed that he was fixed in a stare. I followed his gaze to high up on the wall opposite his bed and we both looked and stared for some time at a simple wooden crucifix that was hanging there. It was like an epiphany. The pain of Christ's suffering on the cross somehow seemed to mirror, to reflect and articulate that of the man that I was with. And there was for an unspoken moment a sense of clarity, comfort and peace. All our questions about God and suffering should in fact be filtered through what we know about Jesus. Reflecting on this, the mystery writer, scholar and classicist Dorothy L. Sayers wrote, for whatever reason God chose to make man as he is, limited and suffering and subject to sorrows and death, he had the honesty and courage to take his own medicine. Whatever game he is playing with his creation, he's kept his own rules and played fair. He can exact nothing from man that he's not exacted from himself. He himself has gone through the whole human experience, from the trivial irritations of family life and the cramping restrictions of hard work and lack of money, to the worst horrors of pain and humiliation, defeat, despair and death. When he was a man, he played the man. He was born in poverty and died in disgrace and thought it well worthwhile. We want Jesus to banish evil now. We want an end to suffering today. And in so doing, we are wanting an end to this world in all its fallenness and brokenness. The Bible gives us light. We know that this world will end. We know that the Lord will return, that all things will be made new. And that somehow, in some mysterious way, all suffering there ever was and ever will be is centred on him.
on his cross where he gave his life for us all. We draw a small measure of comfort in the cross of Christ. But in the meantime, let us keep our eyes fixed on Christ, no matter how fierce the storm that we face. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. The Collect for the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. Creator God, who in the beginning commanded the light to shine out of darkness, we pray that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ may dispel the darkness of ignorance and unbelief, shine into the hearts of all your people, and reveal the knowledge of your glory in the face of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Collect for Evening Prayer. Grant, O Lord, that the word which we hear this day may so take root in our hearts that we, living in accordance with your holy will, may ever praise and magnify your glorious name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. For our intercessions, the response to Lord in your mercy is, hear our prayer. In Christ's name, let us bring to mind those who particularly need our prayer support at this time. We remember those in positions of authority and influence in this country and in all societies. Lord, that you would give them all the resources they need at this time to help everyone, especially the elderly, the poor and the vulnerable. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember those who looked after us when we were very young and those who have no one to love and care for them. We remember the young families and children known to us, that they may be introduced to the one true God and live their lives in his company. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember all those who are sick and those who care for them. We ask, especially during these times, that you would grant them health and healing, wholeness, strength and peace. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. We remember those who have finished their lives on earth and commit them to your everlasting care and protection. We ask, Lord, that you would keep us faithful to the end of our lives. Merciful Father, accept these our prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. The concluding prayer and blessing.
Visit this place, O Lord, we pray, and drive far from it the snares of the enemy. May your holy angels dwell with us and guard us in peace, and may your blessing be always upon us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us. The Lord watch over us. The Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord look kindly on us and give us peace, now and always. Amen.